Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Welcome to today's show. We are going to have a feel-good, fun time. Thus, the subject is the sacral chakra and the third eye chakra, partners in manifestation. And before I get to that, I just want to say I dedicate this next 50 or 55 minutes somewhere along those lines. Who knows? Sometimes it's only 45, (laughs) especially when it's just me. (laughs) I dedicate this time to blessing you, to allowing my vessel to be fully aligned with the blessings of the universe so that I have so much that my cup spills over and a laser beam of blessing is offered to you for your creative manifestation, for your flow, for your bliss, for your expression, for you to be exactly who you are meant to be in this time-space reality, in this eternal peace of now. Thank you so much for joining me, however you are. If you're joining me on Facebook, know that you can also catch it right on my website at trishacarcharm.com slash charmed hyphen life. We have a broadcast window there where we live stream it. And you can also, we live stream directly to YouTube now, youtube.com slash trishacar. On YouTube, I actually do put up many other videos in addition to this program and in addition to this live podcast, Charmed Life. And also, you can listen to it as a podcast on any of your podcast outlets. It's on iTunes, it's on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Any way that you get your podcast, you will be able to find this program. I would love it if you would like, subscribe, share, comment. And on the podcast, you can actually review it. All of that stuff helps this program to, you know, get up in that algorithm, that whole internet um, popularity engine. (laughs) So I would love it if you guys do like this show. I really, if you would share it with your friends, your families, your um, people of like mind and like heart, that would be so awesome because I would love to connect with more of you. And I would also like to tell you about the 2019 Intuitive Intensive. This is a 12-week comprehensive program, eight weeks of education, four weeks of group coaching. It is a collaboration with my dear friend, Crystal Ann Compton, who is an intuitive channel and spiritual teacher. You hear me talk about her all the time. She is also the founder of the Lightworkers Lab, that spiritual community of which I am a teacher and a guide. So go find the Lightworkers Lab on Facebook. It's a group. It is an amazing... It's way more than a Facebook group. We just have it there so that it has easy access. Folks are already on Facebook for the most part, and so we have it there. But I would love for you to go. There are free resources every single day, people getting up teaching and coaching and um, offering their uh, their light, and people also connecting with one another in their spiritual expression. Go check that out. But the 2019 Intuitive Intensive is a groundbreaking program to stoke, blast open, enhance up-level your psychic and intuitive abilities. It's really a whole map of the intuitive universe. Is And, and then there's practical. We do the four weeks of actual practical coaching, group coaching. And the community is amazing because we have it all hosted as a study group. Go check it out. The links are in the description, however you are Uh, picking up this broadcast or uh, recording, you can find the link there in the description. I also want to tell you guys about my Mystic Arts Academy. You can go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and you can click on Mystic Arts Academy, or you can go to trishacarcharm.com slash 
classes hyphen lineup, and that'll just give you kind of a lineup of the classes that are coming up most uh, currently, like most currently. Right now, I have my ongoing, it's about twice per month. It is the intuitive mediumship development class. So it is like a development circle, but it's also a class. It's an alchemized version of teaching and practical coaching. I coach folks in their reading abilities. And this is for people who are beginners to people who are advanced. We have people who are advanced come in and say, I do intuitive readings, meaning I do the higher self reading typically, or the energy field reading, and I would like to open up my mediumship. And that particular practitioner opened up mediumship and did kind of her first evidential in per- on purpose <laughs> mediumship experience, her reading. And then it, the very next time, she, she messaged me a few days later, she's like, oh my gosh, my next... Um, my next appointment, my next session, I was doing mediumship. It just started happening. So that, and then also folks who came in have come in the class and it is, they're very, they're just feeling like they're awakening. It's 11, 11 right now. Shout out angels. Yo, yo, yo. Okay. <laughs> and uh, people who have just come in and they are able to do a reading and open their heart to that. So it is something that is accessible online as an online class on Zoom, but also at my local studio in Burbank, California. Now, the spaces are very limited on this, but we do do it twice per month. Additionally, I have a class coming up called Five Steps to Opening Your Intuitive Abilities. That is going to be on March 10th at 3 p.m. And this is, a, I love this class. This is actually a lesson that I direct channeled as a, a map a multidimensional map of opening and also enhancing <clears throat> your intuitive abilities. So what I mean by opening is if you are maybe someone who's just at the earlier stages of your of ex- exploring your actual abilities in the intuitive world, it's a great sequential guide for you. And if you are along your path a little bit of the way, then it works with you multidimensionally. So it, it isn't necessarily sequentially, but we can continue to go deep into each of these steps. I actually review it several times per year for my Self. I just go through and meditate on the material because it helps me to enhance all of those areas. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's a hazard of doing a show solo. I have to like clear my throat sometimes. So this is also something you can participate in person at my Mystic Arts Academy in Burbank, California or online. So go check that out. You could just, the links are in the, in the uh, description and um, I welcome you to all of these offerings and stay tuned because there's a lot more coming up. All right. Having said that, I'm going to let myself take a sip. Said, hey, Kurt, will you say hi to everyone while I take a sip? <laughs> hey, everybody. Producer How, Kurt. How's everyone doing today? Kurt's also producing my other podcast. I don't know if you know, I have another show called Enlightened AF. I have a host partner named Aiden Demarest. It's a little different, right, Kurt? Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's I really enjoy fun. that one a lot. Not that I don't enjoy this one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. But it's just the other one's a little, uh, little more out there. It's out there for yeah. sure. Well, I mean... F stands for the F word. <laughs> so yeah, <that> exactly. <laughs> it's really, it's, uh, it's fa- front face is comedy. And then we also like talk about spirituality and, and as a much more, as a lighter fare. This last episode that we did, we had two guests in studio. It was Aiden and me, and then two other people in studio, David Gandelman, who is amazing. He was on Last Charmed Life. He's a spiritual teacher. He's an intuitive. He's awesome. He has a podcast called Energy Matters. Check out Energy Matters for sure. And we also had actress Lauren um, September in. I almost said Antifermo. That's my other friend. <laughs> Lauren September in. And we had so much fun. We were laughing the whole time. We were talking about tantric sex techniques, which is really fascinating. And actually, the tantra breathing is really helpful, not just for 
like sexual expression, but for just your entire spiritual expression, because it's something that helps to, it actually has a lot to do with this lesson. That's part of the reason why I'm bringing this up, this talk today. It helps you to manage the energy, any energy that is arrested in your lower energy centers and move it up to the higher energy centers, that particular Tantra breath technique. And that's actually what I'm going to talk about today. So anyway, go check about enlighten. Go check on Enlightened AF Pod. We are we we have um, less than 20 episodes, but we are live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, and um, you can find that on Facebook or on UBN Radio. No, what's it called now? UBN Go. Dot com. Yes. Sorry, we changed our website. <laughs> we changed our web address here, at UBN. And um, but you know, just go find it. You'll be able to find it on any of my. Um, uh, podcast outlets and stuff like that too. I mean, any of my social outlets. All right. So having said that, I wanted to talk to you guys today about how the sacral chakra and the third eye chakra partner together for you to be able to fully manifest your soul purpose, the different things you want to experience in your life, just manifestation in general, but expression, flow, ease, creativity, living in a state of ease and flow rather than stuck, overwhelmed and all of that kind of stuff, feeling blocked, feeling stuck, feeling like anxious and there's too much going on. This is all energy that is actually arrested in those lower chakras. And today I'm going to particularly talk about the lower chakra of the sacral, which is a beautiful, wonderful universe in and of itself. But we do, when we overemphasize a particular chakra, and that can happen with any of them, it's not like the lower ones are bad and the higher ones are good. Not at all. We can overemphasize the energy in any one of these energy centers and have it to where it's a little bit either arrested or overproducing and then come out of balance. So let me just start with, if you are new to the idea, you've probably heard of chakras or the word chakra. If you're brand new to the idea of what this is, a chakra is, the word chakra is actually uh, wheel. It means wheel in, um, is it Sanskrit or Hindi? I can't remember. I think it might be Hindi. It means wheel though. And what what a chakra is, like I said, an energy center or a vortex. So think of it as, we, we picture it kind of like a fan or a lotus flower spinning pardon me, we usually see them horizontally. So if the fan is um, like a fl- lying down like a flower, like a flower's bloom opening up, and it would if it were spinning on its stem, that is how we see them. However, that is almost, that is kind of the perspective that we see or experience from more of a 3D and 4D kind of perspective. Because actually when we look at them in a higher aspect, then we actually see that they're more spherical. So the way that I explain this, someone actually asked me this recently, um, I think when I was live in the Lightworkers Lab actually, or maybe it was in one of my classes. I can't remember. can't remember all the places that I am. <laughs> someone asked me about the 5D perspective of the chakras and that they're more spherical. And the reason that they would appear or we would translate them to have an appearance of being, I say translate because we're talking about finer light frequencies where our physical eyes are actually not the translating devices. So as we are looking at them from those higher perspectives, we see them as spherical because if you think of how a fan with its blades, when it is spinning, and you look at it, even though the blades are separate, when it's spinning fast enough, there is an optical illusion that it is that they're solid, right? 
Well, it's an optical illusion as we compare it to this light spectrum of looking at things with the 3D translators of the actual eyeballs. But in reality, the energy is, in that higher perspective, it is actually more coalesced. It is more integrated. And so that's, if you think about um, a bowl, like a bowl-shaped fan or a lotus flower-shaped fan spinning, then that energy is going to start spinning really high at a higher frequency. It's going to look more spherical. And actually, as it looks more spherical, it actually can move along different axes rather than just being horizontal. They can, it can move and experience the fullness of all of the axes of that sphere. So that's what they kind of look like. Maybe that's a little bit somewhat advanced. I'm not sure. But if it is, I'll just break it down to make it even a little. I mean, like if you're like, wait, I don't know much about chakras. Slow down. Well, just think of these energy centers, these chakras. Think of them as organizing, um, yeah, like freeways, basically. So they, they, are, they are taking all of the energy that we are, how we express and, and connect with the universal field, and just kind of organizes that energy, like a freeway system. Instead of all of the cars just driving across the land willy-nilly, or like when ants organize themselves in a line, but if, you, if a drop of water comes in there, then they're going to get all spread out, but they'll get back together in one lane. That is what the chakras are. They're managing our own energy, but our energy as we co-create with the universe. Okay, so you guys know that the universe is omnidimensional, multidimensional. Even in quantum physics, they have the many worlds theory, okay? So dimensionality is, the, what a dimension is, it's, it's the same place, it's just different layers of the same thing. So now, one way we can all relate to this is what's going on with the situation. It can have, many things can be going on with the situation. It can be what you know about it, how you feel about it, and what you see, what you, what you, all of the other ways, what other people are saying, like those are all different dimensions of the same thing, if that helps a little bit. So think of the universe as many layers all right, that's what a dimension is. <clears throat> or even density is how the energy actually expresses itself. Density meaning something that is more compacted or more expanded. Think ice, water, steam. That The ice is more contracted. The steam is most expanded as it concerns that element. All right, so that is what's going on now. This, this is the organizing system of our electromagnetic field. The electromagnetic field is your personal vibratory expression. Electro means to send out, so it's like your expression. Magnetic means to bring in, so it's what you bring in. So again, it is your communication with the universe. It's you being individualized in the universe, but never separate from it. And so along that, these energy centers, the chakras, are organizing the different layers of what's going on. So as I said, one situation can have many things going on. The root chakra is the base chakra of our personal, of the ones that are oriented to our person. And that is at the base of the spine. And so that's like very basic needs like survival. The sacral is the second one. It is located, is oriented to the pelvic region of the body. And it is, it is actually, that's the one, one we're going to talk about. The other one we're talking about is the third eye and how they work together, but just to give you a, a basic model. So the, the sacral chakra is the seat of creativity. The sacral chakra is, is all about movement, whereas the, the root chakra would have been about being and about being stable, 
the sacral is more about movement. So you see how those are two different dimensions, really? Because if you're stable, you have to be stable before you can move, right? A baby must be able to stand before she can walk or crawl even. She must be able to be upright, stable, before she can make movement. So it's a different dimensionality. Yet when you're moving, let's say when you're walking, you're still stable, right? You're still standing. Every step is still you standing. So this is what we're talking about, one thing building upon the other. And so the sacral chakra, like I said, is the seat of creativity. It's the seat of emotions. It's the first place, the first area where emotions start to uh, be created or expressed. And in this, this center is really about feeling. It's about the psychological element of it is actually like sensuality or sexuality, and that makes a lot of sense, being that it's in the, it is in the um, um, pelvic region, and it's oriented to our sex glands, meaning either our ovaries or our testes. And it is also about polarity. So as it, it, it develops between the ages of six months and two years, whereas the root chakra would develop between zero months and six months. And so just think about that time as a baby, when the baby is just one with the mother, with the parents, but you know, just having come from the mother's body, it is one with that body still. And then at about between six months and two years, the baby starts to move and starts to become somehow separate. So this is something that's like the first stage. They all develop in sequentially when we're, when we're young, and then they continue to develop. And they're always, again, multidimensionally activating, opening, balancing, expressing and you can focus on one or another any given day or any given maybe like lunar cycle in order to balance and open it up. And, you know, again, if you can just imagine how deep are the, ex- the, um, the philosophies, the thoughts, the expressions surrounding feeling. I mean, feeling is everything, right? Well, as Neville Goddard says, feeling is this. Whoop! <laughs> Kurt never makes noise. Feeling is the secret. That's the name of a Neville Goddard book. You should really check out. It's really amazing. So feelings, emotions, pleasure, duality, polarity, movement, mobility. But again, think about creativity and emotions, all right? So that's just a very basic overview of the sacral chakra. Now let me give us a basic overview of the third eye chakra. Third eye is located in the middle of the head. That is how it's oriented. And the gland, the physical part of the body that it is associated with, is the pineal gland. Now the pineal gland also, it's actually, the pineal gland is actually an eye. It has a lens, it has rods and cones just like the eyeballs have, and it is able to, to perceive, see, translate information and vibration in the same way that the eyes do. Now I think of the eyes, the actual eyes, as really filters because they limit what we take in. We know that animals can see much more of ultraviolet light and much more of the light spectrum than we can. So that exists, but our eyes actually filter it down to limit what we can see. And so the third eye is not limited. It is unlimited. The only thing it is limited by is our intention and our choice and essentially like the cooperation of our higher self with our physical self. Excuse me one sec. The pineal gland also works 
with other parts of the brain, and that is like the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus in general. And that is all to help um, balance and flow the emotional state as well. So see, this is kind of like the higher emotional regulation. The pituitary gland also regulates or produces, I, I think it does produce, and it regulates hormones too. So you see already, even in the physical body, how these guys partner together because we have the sex organs, the, the reproductive organs, and then we have the hormone regulation up here. So these two naturally partner with one another, one being a higher expression of the other. And again, higher and lower in this case does not mean that one is better than the other because the lower is foundational. If we were to have just third, we could overemphasize the third eye energy, and then we wouldn't be grounded. We wouldn't be actually human-oriented, and that is just inaccurate because we are human. It's inaccurate to want to feel like you're not human while you are human, and so there would be cognitive dissonance, spiritual dissonance with yourself and with the field, with the truth of what your soul is. Your soul's purpose is to be spirit expressed as physical right now. Okay, so again, with the with the third eye, I'm going to give us a few more um, just points about it. So this, as I said, this sacral psychological focus for the sacral chakra is sensuality and sexuality or feeling. For the third eye, this psychological orientation is intuition, also vision. And then again, that higher vision, as I say, like this person is a visionary, meaning that they have a plan and they have a, but the, when we say visionary it isn't it isn't necessarily analytical like they have a 20 step plan and they're going to follow it right away no we mean like they have a mission that's what visionary really means it's like a driving feeling force of moving into creative the creative space in a specific way and in, in, in a unlimited way even so it the third eye being Psychological, the psychological element being intuitive is also meaning that it is able to actually see patterns. If something, someone is visionary, they actually have to have some kind of mission, you know, they have to have some kind of path of it to be expressed. So the third eye is capable of learning in patterns, seeing all of the universe, but organizing it into an expression. So very creative. In a, if you think about the, oh, who was it? I think, was it Rodin? I can't remember who the sculptor is who said that, oh, no, it wasn't Rodin, but he's one of my favorite sculptors. Pardon me for not getting, not quoting this sculptor, this artist correctly. But basically that, there, that he just removed the parts of the sculpture rather than actually carving something into it. He removed parts of the sculpture to reveal what God had already created. And so... The, if you think about just a big block of marble, that is what the sacral can do. <laughs> the sacral can go, there's so much, you know, it's like has all of the feels and all of the creativity, but not the form, not the organization of it. But the third eye can organize it. The third eye sees the block of marble and sees the sculpture inside it and then is able to help to allow that story to unfold. You see already how these partner together? The um, third Michael eye... Michelangelo, by the way. Thank you very much. I was like, I was starting to see David in my mind's eye too. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate no it. Problem. What is the quote? Do you have it? 
Uh, the sculpture is already complete within the marble block before I start my work. It is already there. I just have to chisel away the superfilish material. <gasps> yeah, Surprise. thank you so much, Kurt. Awesome. I'm surprised you were able to find it by how much I butchered it, but I'm glad you did. I, I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually, as I was saying it, I was starting to see David and the Pieta, but I couldn't, but I was like, I'm going to keep going, but that's because you had it. <laughs> exactly. Got your back. back. Yeah. I love, I love also that his name is Michelangelo because that's the Archangel Michael, who is like the first expression of God essence. It's the first creation of source energy, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, so, okay. So this is how these two um, operate together. The sacral chakra is like creativity, 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 feels, 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 feels. Third eye says, let's take that and let's make that a story. Let's take all of those feels and let's organize it so that we can focus upon it and have a, a specific and a unique expression of it. Let's basically get in there and, and, and get into the beauty of the bittersweetness of maybe having an empty nest, telling the story of, of having a child and then eventually that child turns 18 or 20 and leaves home. Focusing in on that bittersweetness. That's beautiful, right? That's a specific feeling. That's a specific thought. That is a story. And we can really experience the depths of it by focusing in on it. And so that's what Third Eye helps us to do. Now, obviously, we, many of you know that the third eye is also the center that we focus upon in order to experience clairvoyance, clairvoyance being the clear seeing or the spiritual psychic seeing, and that is true. The third eye also will, operates for other kinds of psychic or, or intuitive sensing, so the third eye works with our ears as well. We have actually ear chakras, one for each ear, but it's actually a minor chakra. These are minor chakras and they work sort of in tandem in, in between the throat chakra and the third eye chakra. So for like clairaudience, that means the clear hearing, hearing from the spirit realm or hearing from the non-physical or the final energetic frequencies, you would be using your ear chakras and both the either, you know, both and or, I should say, the third eye and the throat chakra, those all kind of work together to give us the translation of, of more fine frequencies into that of words and speech and the kind of what we think of as the hearing expression. It also helps, we also have, um, when we have the clairsentient feeling, that will come in through the third eye as well. And clairsentience, which is the clear feeling, will also be um, echoing in the heart. It'll be echoing in the solar plexus, and it does echo in the sacral. So it's kind of a maybe a fuller-bodied experience. Not that that means that it's greater or lesser. It just is. That's just how it is. And then with that third eye... People always were, you know, people who are kind of getting into spirituality, they're, they're, they're saying like, I want to open my third eye because sometimes when people are a bit anxious or urgent to open their third eye, it's maybe because they've just started to recognize this facility that you can see or experience into the spirit realm. And that's great. And maybe they see other people... Um, doing readings or having the experiences that they have and they think that's amazing and if only I could do that then maybe I wouldn't worry so much about paying my rent <laughs> just for example so sometimes when we have an urgency or an anxiety about opening the third eye 
sometimes that is because we have a feeling that it's actually going to maybe rescue us a little bit. And the truth is, as we're, as we're discussing here, is that it doesn't rescue. It has to partner fully with the foundational energy, the foundational chakras. It has to partner fully with the lower chakras. In the same way, actually, just as a, a little bit of a tease, the crown chakra, which is the, the, that, the biggest one in our, our personal energy field, sits right on the top of the head. It's all about wisdom. It's all about knowing. It actually partners with the root chakra which is all about stability. And so those two partner together to be able to have a fuller, more cohesive expression of who you are. So the, what is good to know about how this works is, if you are a person who is highly empathic, highly sensitive, if you're a person who sort of emphasizes feeling very, very anxious, or maybe even very depressed, these are both, anxiety and depression are shadow expressions of the sacral chakra. Anxiety or depression is telling of that sacral chakra either overproducing or underproducing. So when we feel depressed, it's more of an underproduction. If we feel anxious, it's an overproduction. And what this means, it's not that we need to stop feeling or stop feeling that creative energy flowing. It just means that we need more alignment. We need more flow. And so if we have, for example, that sacral chakra overproducing, if you've ever had the experience where you have so many creative ideas that you have nowhere to begin, you don't even know where to begin, even if you, it's like too hard to even jot down your different creative ideas and you're just like immediately overwhelmed and exhausted by all of the creative ideas that you have, that, I'm sure a lot of you are like, that's so me, <laughs> that is an overproduction or an like a, the sacral chakra kind of being emphasized a bit too much, the energy being really arrested in that area and sort of looping into itself. You see, a loop is when we are trying to get somewhere, but then we go back to the beginning. We're trying to get somewhere, we go back to the beginning, right? That's what a loop is. So what, instead of the looping, what's meant to happen is we're trying to get somewhere and then that energy is taken up to that visionary center, the intuitive center, the higher sensing center, the third eye. And then that's how we actually get the relief. So you may th be thinking, well, what are, how do I do it? How do I do this? Well, like I said, you can actually do some breathing techniques about it. But really it has to do with being quiet, being still. If you can get quiet and still and get in your meditative state, the sacral chakra, as it is starting to loop and reflect its shadow side, that is actually going into the ego energy or the lower mind energy. It is stimulating the lower mind, and it is overemphasizing the physical nature and stopping at the physical nature and not getting any higher than that. And it will maybe go start to swell up into the solar plexus, which is all about physical identity and third 3D kind of orientation, and it'll kind of well up to that and say like, I suck, you know, <laughs> that's something that can happen. But it, when we start to get into the shadow and it, into the looping expressions of those lower chakras, they start to feel a bit arrested. And then we, quite frankly, we feel dense, don't we? Don't you feel heavy? Don't you feel unmotivated? Don't you feel incapable of moving forward? Well, if we are able to lighten that energy, meaning literally allow it to flow up to the higher, more subtle 
vibrating frequencies, then we actually get the movement, we get the expression, we get the, the feeling of higher vibration and light rather than the dense vibration of solid, of stone, without being able to move. And take a sip here. So now, just to mention that the one of the shadow aspects or in Anodea Judith's book, uh, Western Mind, Eastern Body, that I'm referencing reference this uh, her book a lot in this lesson. By the way, it's a really great book on uh, the chakra system, and it really takes it from the a more of a Jungian approach, which I appreciate. Carl Jung, the uh, psychologist, one of the she calls them the demons, not not like the you know pitch and fork kind of guys, but like basically the negative aspects. The demon or the shadow aspect of the third eye is illusion. So having, having um, said that, when we intend to work with the third eye, we do want it to be f- founded, right? We want to have a strong foundation. And when we are having an, an unbalanced intention or an anxious intention to open the third eye, then we will get into something that is more of an illusion. Thinking that perhaps if I open my third eye and it will rescue me from caring about what's going on in this physical world, that's an illusion. It's a delusion. It's something that is not in alignment with what we truly are, with the expression of our soul. Like I said, the soul's purpose is to be spirit expressed in physical human form. So when we are working with the third eye and how we can begin to work with the third eye in order to balance or not just begin, but like enhance your work in your third eye expression is to spend time in our devotional time, what I call um, the workshop, what I call meetings with spirit. In your workshop, your meditation time, I, you know, there is the time where we actually are able to quiet the mind, allow it to stand down. And essentially, this is like a, a reset of the, entire energies, of the entire energy body for a moment. It's like the third eye blinks. It's like the sacral quiets for a moment. And it all takes just a breath. It all gets quiet for a moment. And then the intention is, as it turns back on, it is aligned and balanced in its connection with the field, its connection with the universe, so if, if you are new to meditation and you, or you feel like, I, I can't meditate, I've tried to meditate, I'm not good at it, just know that is normal and is natural. And just keep working at it. Look at, look at the di- many different ways. You can use guide tracks. I mean, I talk about this all the time. There are many different ways. Just know that perhaps the way that you've been going about it, maybe that way or your understanding of it isn't the way for you. And that is valid. But also know that it is just like going to the gym for the first time and saying, well, I can't pick up that 35-pound barbell or dumbbell and do a bicep curl with that. Probably a lot of guys can, but <laughs> women who haven't been working out, that's a little heavy for us. I can't do that. Well, no, it's your first day there. Of course you can't. You need to retrain the body. You need to retrain the musculature. And so, but it can be really easy to get into that space. I'm not going to make this all about meditation. However, in I want to say that in your workshop time, there is meditation. There is 
journeying. So meditation, after you are able to do that blink of the electromagnetic field and to allow the physically oriented mind to stand down, then you start to move into the balance and the flow and the co-creation with the universe. And then you start to experience the spirit realm. If you want to connect with spirit guides or angels or something along those lines, avatars and masters, you can. You want to connect with nature spirits, fairies, and all of that kind, or the higher ultra elementals like dragons and unicorns. You hear me talk about all that stuff on this show. Then that's where you will do that. And then as you that is how you actually bring it into your walking around life. Because as you are, as you enhance that sensory, as you enhance that connection to the finer expressions of energy, to the finer dimensions, then it will just be a part of your regular walking around life. And that's how you have, that's how you integrate, that's how you open up the fullness of your dimensionality. And then as you're walking along, you feel the magic of the entire universe. Magical things happen for you. I walked into the studio today and I said to Kurt, I, this, uh, you remember Jarvis, everyone? He, if you listened to my show for a while, Jarvis used to produce this show. And I just said to Kurt, I said, I wonder how Jarvis is doing. Kurt's like, that's so weird that you say that just this last week. This, this story happened with Jarvis, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, he contacted one of our hosts. So yeah. it was like, <clears throat> it was just. We haven't talked real, to him in a while. Yeah, it, we have, he hasn't even come up in general conversation in a while. So yeah. for, for that to happen is it was amazing. Synchronistic. It happens yeah, exactly. a lot with us, right, Kurt? Doesn't exactly. It? <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's 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 one of the symptoms of it. It's it's a really really cool symptom. It's just one way to talk about it. But this is what I'm talking about: being in absolute flow. You know, recently I was actually connecting with. I mentioned a few times. I think on this show, maybe on Light Day, I can't remember. I was connecting with a tree. So this is another thing that can happen. You can talk to trees. I mean that, and, and it's okay if skeptics call me crazy. I'm not delusional. I'm not crazy. If it helps, it helps, and it really, really does help. And it, I believe, it is both. It is me experiencing who I am, and it really is the fifth dimensional expression of a tree, of the tree. And so the tree was was giving me a lesson and giving me a healing as well. But the tree basically told me that the way that I am, the, the questions that I'm asking about how to enhance this thing or that thing in my life and my work was the tree said to basically focus on what is what feels good. And I was like, oh gosh, that's so basic and so so weird that I have to be reminded that talking to me about that sacral energy, you know, like if it, is it flowing well, if it feels good, then that is you managing the energy, the ebb and the flow, the give and the take of your energy appropriately. Now, I will say that being able to work in ways that, it, that things feel good, there is an aspect where when we're growing, there's a kind of not feel so good thing, but that's different. You know, again, like likening it to beginning a new movement practice, you get sore and it's, it's difficult, but that's because you're running new energy. That is telling of you where you have been as not being the right place. Where you're moving toward is the right place, but there is some discomfort or there are some growing pains in that. As opposed to doing things like putting your hand on a stove, there are pain signals to say, stop going forward with what you're doing. And so the, there, is a, there is a kind of, and again, the, the, the uh, sacral chakra is duality and polarity. So there is a way of finding the balance of what feels good, something being what feels good and is good for me. 
moving forward sometimes has growth, growing pains or growing challenges, but it's good for you to do that. So sometimes when you're starting something new, there might be, there might be fear, there might be apprehension, anxiety, but that isn't because it's telling you to stop doing it when this is a new creative and expression of who you are. It's not because it's telling you to stop doing it. It's because it's telling you to stop being complacent. It's telling you to stop, stop doing it. <laughs> stop not doing it. I'll give you an example here. So in the intuitive intensive that I mentioned at the top of this show, Crystal and Compton and I, we um, coach people to give readings and we do it live. We do it in like a, a, a video call. We do it in a Zoom meeting. And we do it also in the Facebook group where people actually go up and they broadcast themselves. And some, some people, for the very first time, are putting themselves out there in front of everyone, live, to offer an intuitive reading. Never done it before. Not in that, maybe not at all, let alone in that format. So yeah, I mean, I'm just creating this scenario for myself, even though I do it all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. Well, that, that scary, that apprehension is because you're running new energy, you're running a fresh kind of energy. And so it takes some time to move past that. Then let's say you get into a new practice of, of, of maybe a business as a spiritual, um, um, like an intuitive reader or as a channel. Let's say you're a channel like um, Daryl Anka was on the show several weeks ago. He channels an entity called Bashar. He explained that the first however many years when he was channeling Bashar and he was channeling as much as he was, that he would get tired from it. And it would, it would, it would make him, it would like seemingly we would say like it made him exhausted or it, it took a lot of energy. But then after a while, it energized him. Now, see, that's the, the thing is that it is energizing to do new things, to do creative things, to allow your energy to properly flow through you into this experience. But at first, when Daryl was starting to channel, like those first, for him, he described it as years, and it would exhaust him, it was because it was, it was moving out energy that, was, that needed to be released. He was running fresh energy, and it's kind of like when a pipe... A, you know, a water pipe has calcification in it, and that calcium is is built up. And if you put water through it, it's going to intensify it, and it will start to it, it'll have kind of a resistance and attention to the stream of water. But the more you run that water, the calcium is going to flush out, and then it will flow really easily and really fluidly, really beautifully. So that is the distinction there. That is the duality of what feels good. And you know what that is. And how do you know that you know what that is? What's the best way to be in tune with that? Well, to be in your devotional time, to be in your daily meetings with spirit, your daily meditation. Because in that meditation time, you are making contact you're making contact with the truth of your inner being. You're making contact with the truth of the universe. And so that is your home. That is what you compare all things to. That is where your balance lay in that understanding, in that home base. It's neutral. It's bliss. It's joy. It, it doesn't have any specifics to it, yet it, because it encompasses the entire universe. It encompasses all that love is. And so that's essentially what the sacral and the third eye are doing. They are translating, they are expressing all of what love is. So what is all of love, right? I mean, that's the entire universe. The universe is composed of love, of unconditional love. Unconditional means there is nothing specific about it because it is everything. 
So then the sacral chakra starts to put some details to it. And the sacral chakra says um, love, hate, fear, greed, bliss, excitement, joy, all of the different things and, re- some, and not to mention all the negative ones, but we are rubbing up against others having the negative ones, even if we have the intention to produce the positive ones. All of those are coming out and it sees all of those. And then third eye says, well, let me make that even more defined. And let me say, there is this beautiful love story of two people meeting one another, doing really great things in the world, and then being able to become a a new expression of love in, in their specific story, right? So that is what we are. That is what the energy centers are. That is what you are. And, and the, the multi nuanced dimensional experience of who you are is endless. So when someone says, what is my, what is my purpose? Well, if you just look into any of these, just for example, as an organizing guide, into any of these energy centers, your heart chakra, it is a universe unto itself. Of all of the things, all of the intentions, all of the experiences, all of the resonances with other beings, with other with other ideas, other aspects of yourself. Like I say, each of these are just one facet looking into the beauty of one diamond. And that facet has, I mean, that diamond has endless facets to it. And so do you. Each of all of the ways that you are expressing yourself, they have endless expressions. And so this is what we do. This is what you are here to do. This is how you understand your purpose. This is how you experience your purpose. And I would say, if you're listening to this and this is exciting to you, even if you have a regular daily practice of your workshop, of your meetings with spirit, of your devotional time, I'd say if this is exciting you, just know that that you have there is no plateau either. There's more to go. There's more to do. And that doesn't have anything to do with time. It doesn't have anything to do with the limitations of the 3D, the time and the space, the when and the how. It has to do with you just being in and and just relishing in the essence of who you are. The expression of creator energy. All right. So, we're just about out of time and I'm just looking at my notes to see if there is anything else that I want to mention. And I think there was one thing that I want to mention. This is a quote from Anadeya Judith's book. If we think of the body as a vessel for the soul and spirit, then the element of earth in chakra one, meaning the root chakra, provides support and containment for the fluid essence of chakra two. The fluid essence, water is the element associated with the sacral chakra. Much like a cup holds water. Without appropriate containment, water flows out and the cup runs dry. With excessive containment, however, water cannot flow and at times becomes stagnant and dull. Ideally, we want to have a cup that is capable of filling, holding, and emptying. The task of the first two chakras was to build the container. The the task of the first chakra was to build the container. In the second chakra, we look for its contents. And then as we have that cup full and it runs over, but it never runs out, then we can allow it to be the substance, the essence of that which we, we, the story that we tell in this experience. You know that you are a story told by God. You are the one of the expressions of source energy. Source energy in and of itself is everything. And so you are the something, one of the somethings. As Archangel Metatron said in an activation I I recently led, it was a channeled activation, I got the message that you are the one condition 
that completes unconditional love. I think I mentioned it last week, but I just wanted to state that again. You are the story of the universe. You are one of the lines of the one song, the universe. You are one of the melodies. And without you, this melody wouldn't have resonance. And that was cool. And with that, <laughs> yes, Kurt, did you, were you about to say, oh, I thought you were about to say something. No, that, that was just powerful. Oh, so, thank yeah. Oh, thank you. That thank was really you. good. I thought you were about to say something to me. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was powerful. Oh, cool. Thank you. All right. Well, um, Again, I want to remind you about the 2019 Intuitive Intensive. We start in just about two and a half weeks. And I want to remind you to have a look at my Mystic Arts Academy class lineup. Super excited, teaching regularly. And also that I do also, I have opened up more spots in my schedule for readings. I uh, have some, I've added more time to do that. And it's really awesome. I'm usually booked up a week or two in advance. It's actually not that bad. But in my my full in readings, the intuitive readings, you can actually do some um, animal communication, if you like, a small portion of it. It is a full coaching, education, channeling, energy healing. Um, it is also um, channeled messages, ability assessment, anything that needs to be done, we do with spirits. So go check it out. It's under um, work with me and humans for my intuitive sessions. If you go to my website, trishacarcharm.com. And that's all I really and truly have to say today, except that I appreciate you so much. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Thank you.